Yeah, it's like a good enema. You know, you don't you yeah. don't enjoy it when it's <laughs> happening, but you really need it sometimes. <laughs> Getting a colonic. I think you would enjoy it. I don't know, Brian. You sound pretty full of yourself right now. You're daggum right, I am. Misa, your humble servant. <laughs> Well, I think Chewbacca would have something to say about that. Yeah. I I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This, two, is one. The Real Brian Show. It's May! Oh, I love May. Happy Friday. Happy May. Happy almost Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. That's Monday, by the way. So, you know, we got to do a little nerding out on that today. You know what? I just feel like we all need to have a little fun and happiness and lightheartedness right now. So we are dedicating today's show to bring you happy, fun, and exciting things. Come get positive and happy. Come get some. No, that's that's not what I meant. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere not like here here everything is soft and smooth Ugh. Ugh. It, seriously what have I done yeah Anakin I mean you you really suck man I mean but he gets better right no uh, let's let's rock it some bar Someday when you are older, you could get hit by a boulder. Yeah. Yeah, welcome to the Real Brian Show. <laughs> yes, come on. Stop it now. Stop it now. Stop it now. Oh my gosh, I love that. That's yeah. That's bad lip reading for Star Wars. So we had to play that one. I'll never forget the first time I saw that in a movie theater here before. Um, I think it was Rogue One. And really? oh man, I was I was embarrassing myself in the back of the theater. I was laughing so hard. So that's the one that they were playing. Well, see the theater that I go to. Well, I used to go to in Des Moines. All you see before any movie are clips of previous movies or TV shows or whatever cartoons that have to do with the movie you're about to see. Oh, that's so cool. And they do it for a full half hour. So you get wow. there a half hour before previews. And for 30 minutes, you get to see all this, all these clips of related subjects to the movie you're about to see. That's awesome. Not a single commercial, Brian. It's oh, fantastic. That's beautiful. Yeah, dude. Love it. I, hope, I can't wait till they reopen. Well, did you hear this one in the theater too? So dang sweet, so dang no, I saw... So I, that was Wedge singing and Luke singing right there. <sighs> I had to bring I like that one almost as much. Yeah. My three good, favorites. Good there's that, of course, that one right there. Hostiles on the Hill. Seagulls was my other one. And then the other one is the uh, 49 times, you know, the chicken duck woman <laughs> the thing. Chicken duck woman thing. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The Every day I worry all day about what's hiding in the bushes of love. Yes, bushes of love. Bushes is what of love. Yeah, I love that though. I mean, there's just think of this. It had a chicken's head with duck feet and a woman's face too. <laughs> I mean, that is forty nine times. It's a beautiful thing. I'm gonna get teary eyed. 
Dude, Captain. I feel like we're forgetting someone right now. Someone? Like Vader? Emperor? I'm just really lost. Oh my gosh, I really have Ice. no idea what you guys are <laughs> talking about. I didn't even realize you were here. Hello. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hi, guys. You were, What's wait, up? How are you lost? You know what Star Wars is, right? I know what Star Wars is, but I have no idea what you guys are quoting. Dude. Okay. So go okay. look All up right. bad lip reading. Okay. And listen to those songs that I just played. There's three. Maybe I'll link them in the show notes, but I will post yeah. them for you too. So bad that you, lip reading for Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. yeah. They do a few of them. So there's hostiles on the hill and it's like, it's all video too. So it's actually, you know, it's from them, the movies. Yeah. Them lip reading Luke flying okay. in the speeder on Hoth. And it's really so like when that whole you are like cinnamon, it's wedge. He goes like whoa yeah. or something like that in right. my shot Jansen or something like that. And it's it literally that got him. Yeah, that's right. Who are that got him. And it looks like he's saying you are like cinnamon. <laughs> so the words and all that the point of those is that the words are all really stupid because those are the words that they were like. able to fit in their oh, mouths. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so. I, I've definitely seen them for football, like the right. NFL does yes. them. And those I find awesome. those hilarious. So, and the other one I'm is on board. Seagulls stop it now. And that's Yoda singing, which is awesome. And then the other one oh is, gosh. is Obi-Wan is talking to Luke about, you know, how his father and he had to fight that beast, that chicken duck woman okay. thing. It's awesome. Okay. Oh, I it's have awesome. something to do tonight now. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Well, welcome back. How are you? Thanks. I'm doing well. Yeah. How about you guys? Are you a little low energy right now or something? I am a little. How could you tell? Um, I don't know. My my somber. No, you're not buying the heroin that I'm selling anymore. So maybe no. that's why. Wait, what? I've torn hey, it down. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're behind on your shipments, by the way, Brian. You I've know, been uh, waiting an extra three days. We talked about drugs last week. Here we are again yeah, we this did. week talking. What is wrong with us? <laughs> This is a this is a drug We're stuck free at zone. Home all the time. Drugs say, aren't funny. Say no, no to joking drugs, about drugs. People. Hugs, not drugs. Okay. Is caffeine a drug? No. Yes. No. It's not. Because I have been, I've been trying to reduce my amount of caffeine intake. Really? You too? So I've gone down to not, <laughs> I haven't actually reduced any of my coffee <laughs> consumption. I've just narrowed the time frame that I'm drinking oh, it in. Oh, I see how it works. Well, I've also reduced the amount of consumption, but I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to drink coffee afternoon, which is oh. incredibly hard because huh. really it's all muscle memory that does most of that stuff anyway. So I'll yeah. like be grinding beans at 3.30 PM, you know, and like, oh wait, I'm not <laughs> drinking coffee. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> You know Save what? for tomorrow. If you find yeah. a good decaf, though, that tastes equally as good, which there are some, then you can still keep drinking coffee all, all day. I have yet to meet a decaf roast that I can tolerate. You haven't so. met my decaf roast. That may be the case. Yeah. But we'll I still, it. yeah. Ship her some with the heroin next yeah, time. I, I will, actually, because I have made some decaf. I get my very own heroin. <laughs> That'd be so cool. We already went over this. Yeah. Shh. Off the show. No, I. Does she save people or is oh, it just. that heroin. Oh, right. yeah. Right. Oh, wait. Right. What oh, were yeah. you guys talking about? Um, Supergirl. Duh. Supergirl. <laughs> of course we were talking about. I have some decaf coffee. Of course, I source it, as you know, from high quality places. And it is so good. And honestly, like, let me put it this way. It's better than most coffee shops caffeinated. It may not be okay. better than the caffeinated that I can roast or that, you know, certain local shops can roast, but it's, it's up there. So I think you would enjoy it. I don't know, Brian. You sound pretty full of yourself right now. You're daggum right. I am. But mm. anyway, you know, what's funny though, is I have actually reduced my caffeine content too. Sadly. Oh yeah. I'm down to like a quarter to a third, a cup a day total. 
because of the heart palps. Wow. Mm, sucks, man. That I must, love my that coffee. It is. Yours is heart palps. Mine is sleeping. I mean, yeah, well, mine too. And we're getting old, guys. We're really we're old. Yep. Speak for yourself. So, no, I'm bodies I'm totally just can't handle old, it yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? Here's the question. Did the bodies really ever actually handle it? Or were we just young enough that, you know, like, oh, well, I'll just heal you up now. And then because you kind of abused it, then now the body's like, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like if we, sure. if we didn't overdo it in the youth, would we have any issues now? Well, the only reason Depends we have issues person. now know, is, the, is like the muscle memory, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. the memory that your cells retain over long periods of time. It does affect us differently because our bodies age and sure. thus everything changes. But I don't know. I, I feel like but remember a what, lot of it is just cell memory. Remember what my PT said? Never underestimate the body's ability to heal itself. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. Yeah. Speaking, well, and it can still heal, but it's just not the same day to day, which true. is what I'm finding with coffee. Like I have routinely slept five hours for the last 20 years. Wait, how old am I? I don't 15 know. years. <laughs> don't admit it. Don't admit it. I am. Since I started college, basically, I do the math, people. Do, <laughs> I'm we all know 29. how old the size is now. Oh, yeah. 20, 29. That's right. 29. 29. 29, 29, yep. 29. Yep. Yep. But since I started college, I've routinely slept five hours a night and drink, wow. you know, like two yeah. pots of coffee a day. And it's really only been in the last year that it has really started to get to me. And so you know, I think that's a, it's a good thing to acknowledge and be like, okay, I can change my patterns. I might be the person who doesn't sleep and doesn't drink coffee, but if I notice something is wrong, I should be responsible enough to change it despite what people expect out of me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what though? If I had not had that too high of dose of prednisone for my back issue those years ago, I wouldn't be having the heart palpitations that I have today and the coffee wouldn't be bothering me because I've never have had a lot of caffeine. It's so funny. Everybody assumes like I am the most caffeinated dude ever. I've mm-hmm. only really ever had like a coffee in the morning and then like sometimes I'll have an espresso in the afternoon or tea or something that's caffeinated, but that's usually ever it. Like I never yeah. go beyond. I never have. So on one hand, I've never had too much. So my body probably didn't bother, but your sleep thing, I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you what I remember sleeping very little in college and very little like right after that. And then I couldn't handle it after that. I was like in my early to mid twenties and I'm like, I got to get nine hours of sleep. So you made it longer than I did. Yeah. Yeah. So good for you. Thanks. Aren't you like half a century? My late twenties now, you know, it's just your late twenties. Yeah, that's right. Third of us. I don't don't, don't, don't know. Don't worry about that. You're not over the hill yet. (laughs) Definitely not. not. (laughs) Not even close. Yeah. 29 at least. So yeah, these heart palpitations have been a load like what a load type of thing. Now, everyone's like, oh, heart palpitations are kind of, kind of annoying. Yeah. These are like an extra beat happening every time the heart beats for 20 out of the 24 hours a day is yeah, what they were what doing. Is your, what'd your cardiologist say? Well, so interestingly enough, I finally, this was the crazy part, right? They're like, okay, we, we need to have you come down and get a little Holter monitor, which is a little, th- actually the technology is pretty cool now. They used to be like these giant, you know, Spock tricorder sized things that would stick on your belt with all these, you know, electrodes and wires and stuff. And then they would put them all over the leads and stick them all over your chest and stomach. And you had to wear now those. Now it's just a pill you swallow and you poop it out 10, 10 hours later. Back there gun, you tell you, almost, right? So now it's like this little patch thing that you stick, you know, on your chest and 
it's a, it, I mean, I don't even notice it. Right. And then you take it off and you mail it back in. So pretty cool. Uh, what I have yet to do is because what they wanted to do is record what the heart's doing and then they can determine, okay, this is what you have. This, these are PVCs or PACs or whatever. Right. And then ideally from there, they can narrow it down to where in the heart is it doing that? Because if they can narrow that down, then they can say, okay, this requires surgery or we can put you on this medication and this will help you or whatever. Right. There's like, that sounds like what we use logging for when we're debugging software. Yeah. <laughs> the, the tech, I'm sure the technology has probably come from some of that, which is cool. So it's fascinating. I got to go down to the cardiologist and I was really scared because it was like in also um, a hospital <laughs> and I'm like, right. I don't want to go to the, thankfully though, it, this was in like Loveland, Colorado. So they're like, well, we haven't seen that many COVID patients. There's a few, but there's not a lot like don't come to Greeley. Cause that's, I guess where they're based, even though like I never go to that office anyway, but they're based in Greeley and Greeley is a hot zone right now, which sucks. So I'm like, no, I'm not going there. And I'm like, I don't really want to come in. Like, can I come in the back entrance? No, you have to come in the front. They have to check your temperature and everything. So <laughs> I, I took a lot of precautions. Wear a mask. I, I wore a mask. I wore gloves. I, you know, like the disposable latex gloves. I'm tell you what, I almost you roll, rolled yourself into a bubble. Yeah, right? pretty much. I should have actually with my gloves on, I was about ready to be like, all right, time for your cavity search, son. But um, <laughs> I don't know. They were too nice medical staff. I couldn't, I couldn't do that to them. So they yeah, it was great. And then I, I came home. I did exactly what Garrett Wong said. So first of all, before getting in the car, I, I did the whole like athlete thing, you know, the athletic gear. So you have on your shorts and your t-shirt. And then I put on like warm up pants and I put on a, a hoodie over the top, you know, and wore a hat and wore the oh, mask and everything. And Ryan, it was crazy. Getting me all hot and bothered now. <laughs> well, it was. <laughs> speaking of that, it was 79 degrees and it was a little warm for that. So I go in, I do my thing and then they, uh, I come out, come out to the car. I take like all the outer clothes off <laughs> and I stuck it in a plastic bag. I'm like, all right. And took the gloves off, threw them away and you know, sanitized. I'm like, all right. Went home, took all the clothes off, mm, threw them in the wash and immediately jumped into the shower. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm fine. We're good. Happy. Feel good. Feel good. Good. Yeah. It was nice to get out though, man. The sun, having the sunroof open, having the sun like on the skin. And I was like, now, wow, this is what it's like to be normal again. I'm driving. This is. This isn't the same cardiologist that you had that horror story about a couple of years ago, right? No. Okay. No, but you know, the, those, okay. So yes, you remember that, right? So I have mm-hmm. gone through seven cardiologists in the last two years because the one that I first saw, I, I, I don't remember what happened. That was kind of like a <laughs> lost, drop the ball or something. And then I went to another one and that guy was like, stress doesn't affect your heart. Remember that? Yeah. That guy was a crackpot and he only spent three minutes with you. If you wanted more than three minutes, he got really irritable. So yeah. that was funny. I had a dermatologist like that once. Go yeah. Ahead. And that was the one where I told you that Sarah <laughs> didn't believe me that that's what he, what, she, what he said. And so she came in and joined me on the follow-up appointment and she asked the question and he said, well, yeah, stress doesn't affect your heart. And she's like, what? <laughs> so that was funny. Well, then the third cardiologist was that guy that I had that whole story that I told about on the show a while ago down. Yeah, that was crazy. The bolder one. And he was really good, but his staff was the nightmare. And that was a problem. And, you know, ended up being like a client. I forgot what it was like a patient advocate. Like I had to go through a patient advocate to kind of like complain. It was really weird. And weird. then the fourth cardiologist was a dude that was like, which guy was this now? I'm, I'm like, Oh, so one of the guys, <laughs> only four of seven people, maybe it was only six, but anyway, this, this fourth guy was just like, well, you're getting old. And I was like, what? I'm, like, I'm not getting old. 
It's like a Louis C.K. act. Yeah. yeah and I'm like, okay, well, you're but just falling apart, dude. Can I can I exercise and, you know, eat healthier and sleep more? Will that affect my heart? And he, he just kind of would shrug and smile and be like, well, yeah, but you're just getting old. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what the heck I kind of a, no, I want I want answers here. I like, don't want pragmatic answers, sir. I yeah. want feel good answers. So then my fifth cardiologist. And again, this is all like recently. This is actually funny. I haven't told the story yet. <laughs> my fifth cardiologist, the guy got angry at me because I didn't have all of my details memorized. I'm like, I'm not a doctor. I don't know these terms. And then I said, but hold on. I have the records. And I showed him those. And he said, well, what about the records from the guy in Boulder? And I said, well, I tried to get those five different times and I couldn't. He's like, why not? You shit. He's just like yelling at me. And I'm like, dude, do you know what happened? He didn't care. He didn't want him. I was like, okay, interesting. Well, you just, your luck with people is fodder for our ears, Brian. You know what though? I I know it's great stories, but you know, then I have these other doctors. So like I saw a primary care recently and she hates a meprazole. If you have stomach (laughs) issues and she's like, I get people off it. I am all about like boosting people's stomach acids. And she's like, I'm all about supplements. And I'm like, really? Like, you're really cool. I like you. So, you know, there are good ones out there, but then the sixth cardiologist, was the guy that he's actually what they call an electrophysiologist. So that means he performs surgeries on hearts and stuff as well. And I really liked him and he's the guy that I currently have. And I get a letter in the mail that says, Andy's moving in May. And I'm like, Oh, come on, dude. So I'll be on my seventh soon. Um, well, good luck. Roll the dice. Lollipop. No. Well then good riddance. But, Oh, but ice cream and I want a popsicle. That's right. So, do you remember speaking of like exercise and getting yourself healthy and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember when you captain talked about your desk treadmill, treadmill desk, whatever it's called? Yeah. Uh, which is not set up again yet. I tried to take the thing apart mm-hmm. because it was getting gunked up inside and uh, it wouldn't fully come apart. And then I had to move. And so I have a half disassembled treadmill that I have to deal with right now. Well, you'll but get yes, it. Though. Do go on. So I found an under the desk, little bicycle thingy. I knew you would. I know they no exist. Is. Now, it's not totally. here yet, so when it comes, I'll test it. I got to make sure it fits and everything, but it was the the shortest shortest to the ground that I could find because they say that, well, you know, for five foot ten and under people, I'm like, well, I'm six four, so it's got to fit. Can't bump my, you know, knees on the desk, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty dang excited, and Good. it literally sits on the ground, and it's just the pedals, and you can adjust literally. all the settings and everything, and literally, and so I'm going to be able to finally get healthy again. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's brilliant. I know. Brilliant. I know. My desk bicycle is amazing. I use it every day. So do you actually have one? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Why didn't you tell me? I feel like I have talked about this. Have I not? I don't know. Maybe you have. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. It's just a regular stationary bike, but I have a standing desc and so I can shove it underneath it. I don't think we've talked about that, but that's cool. Yeah. I love it. It's a new wave of the future, folks. Exercising while you work. It works. It works. I think it's a good idea. Speaking of working, you know, typing and stuff, I, when I built, you know, my beautiful computer, right? Oh yeah. What's it called again? The black beast of, <gasps> I yeah, yeah, that's right. built that beautiful computer. And I said, I do not want to spend money on a keyboard right now because I have a perfectly good Apple keyboard. Here's the thing. They work with, with PCs, but not all the keys work functionally. You know, like if you want to print screen, there is no print screen option. So little things like that, you know, and, and some keys do things that they shouldn't and it's what it is, but it mostly works. It finally died. It was 12 years oh. old oh. and I thought, well, that's a pretty rip. long lifespan. Yeah, for I was going to say rip. Keyboard. 
Yeah, literally. So that's what um, the youngins say you. these days. Rip, rip. Yeah, uh, didn't they? I old told people you say that? as a as a person in my late twenties. You know, I just you're, I know these things. You have your finger on the pulse. You're in your low twenties. What are you talking about? Your early twenties? Yeah. So I finally uh, I got a key I got a keyboard and it was on like a stupid sale. So it's pretty awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Cool story, bro. It's great. I just wanted to throw that out that I ended up having to get one and I couldn't type and now I can. <laughs> All right. Tell us another story. Oh, oh great oh, story. Oh, oh. Tell it again. Here's another great story. story. Here's Tell another story. Dude, check this out. So you know how awesome Sheer Terror is? Yes. Totes. Do you remember Sheer Terror? Oh yeah. Okay. So she hasn't been on in like a really long time. So if people you're like, who's that? Well, you need to go back like a few years, but no, not really. So it's yeah, about a year and a half. She maybe. cuts my hair. I haven't been able to cut hair in a long time, you know. My hair was due for a haircut the week that they shut everything down, and it was seven or eight weeks, <laughs> and I was like, dang it. <laughs> So I was, do you have any pictures of you with longer hair? That'd be fun. Uh, well, keep this in reminds mind. me. Did you guys ever watch the big bang theory? Oh yeah. I'm embarrassed no. to say I never did, but go ahead. Okay. You don't have, you, you call the, yourself the a episode nerd? where mm-hmm. <laughs> the episode where Sheldon's hair cutter, Barbara, there it is, goes to the hospital. <laughs> do you know the one I'm talking about? I don't know. That doesn't sound. Oh familiar. my gosh. It's like his his hair has grown overgrown like oh. a quarter inch, right? And he just spends like the entire day doing these hair flips, trying to get his hair out of his eyes. <laughs> yes, I remember and that like, now. It literally looks no different than it did the day before. That's awesome. <laughs> Mine does not grow long; it grows out. So if I, I so you look like like mm, you have a afro. Yeah, white afro, or as Lord Thunder would call me, a white chocolate afro. He calls me I, white chocolate. I call him. We dark really chocolate. need photographs. So and if you ever go video, you need to make sure you have that. It's like whipped cream on the top of my head. So and a lion, you could say I look like a lion too. So it is beautiful though. It goes straight out. It's nice. You're not blonde. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you'd be. What's funny? As my uh, not blonde enough to be called not Aryan blonde. I used to be. (laughs) 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 Well, they were the chosen. No, I, I I used to be bleach blonde. And it got a little darker as I We're got older. We're not talking about used to be. We're talking about right now, I'm buddy. I'm telling you, though. No, what's weird is my hair used to be darker than it is right now for some reason. In fact, even Sarah was like, you're blonder than you used to be. I'm like, I don't know. I'll take it. I don't know. So hey, I trust Sarah's word. Go yeah, ahead. It's cool. But okay, we I'm not going to touch the top of my head. Like I have been told that I have very difficult hair to cut. It's very thick. I have four calics. So it's like, you know, try let's go around the sides in the back and we'll take, I've got like those hair clippers, you know, with different attachments that they use. So I can at least clean up the neck and the sides and I can get the sides in the back up a ways and kind of blend it. And I thought, oh, this is going to look either pretty good or really bad. So we did a great it job. Is. It turned out, I don't even need sheer terror anymore. I mean, we're awesome. The the guys blend their hair, dude. Yeah. Like anyone would be jealous to have something this glorious right now. It is awesome. Wow. And I left the top really tall and everything. So it is like the giant. Oh, it's beautiful. Well, I mean, all I know is that I'm in yeah. dire need of a haircut right now. So yeah, you could just shave your head and do a little Sinead O'Connor kind of thing. My, uh, my wife's going to be cutting my hair probably within the next week at our house. Yeah. Uh, and she's never done it before. So that'll be very interesting. If it goes poorly, trust me, I'll send photos. How about monk cut? There are plenty of YouTube videos. Yeah. I've cut my own hair. So I believe in her. <laughs> and you, no, I, I do you trust do her, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. I think most men's hair is pretty easy to cut. Pretty easy. Most of the time. Well, I'm glad. 
I'm excited. Sheer terror. Sorry, I don't need you anymore. Love you, but nope. Anyway, uh, I'm just totally kidding. Hey, by the way, I wanted to say this really quickly. I hope you enjoyed the episode with Jen on Monday. Mm -hmm. It was really good. I'm curious to know who's going to be trying that journal that she mentioned at some point. So do let us know. And then, oh my gosh, I have two amazing conversations coming this next Monday. It's going to be a longer episode, but it'll be worth every minute. So make sure to check it out. It's going to be a follow-up on the episode I did with Nick Armstrong about the finding your identity and kind of overcoming the grief right now with everything that's going on. I know we're, we're not going to be going highly into the actual events of what's happening because, I mean, no offense, but I'm getting tired of it, and I know a lot of other people are too. So oh yeah, we're going to talk around stuff that will give you some incredible hope and help, whether it's right now or in 20 years from now. So think about it, and regardless of things, but it's going to be cool. And then in two weeks, oh, my gosh, it's going to be an intense conversation. It is with the founder and the CEO of an organization that helps and houses girls who were sex trafficked. So I will recommend it not for younger ears unless you feel like your kids need to hear it. But um, it's definitely going to be for it's not going to be an appropriate or graphic or anything. It's just it's shocking and intense. And yeah, so but it's something that I believe every single person not only needs to hear, but is actually going to want to hear. So check that's coming up in in a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it'll shock you. But since we're celebrating Star Wars Day right now, a little early. A little early. A little early. That's okay. Star Wars week, right? Exactly. Star Wars week. Now, I know like Star Wars is definitely Miss Isis' favorite thing of all time. Right. She talks about it endlessly. I know. It's It's true. All I get are texts about, oh my God, Star Wars. I loved The Last Jedi, the greatest thing ever. No, she's like me. She likes old school Star Wars, dude. Oh, yeah. It's it's good. How are you celebrating, first of all, Captain Influence? Well, so I'm celebrating Star Wars Day early by Mm. replaying the Battlefront 2 campaign, Brian. And I have to say that the writers at EA Games could teach JJ a thing or two about storytelling. True. I'm serious. The story in that campaign is far superior to any of the new movies, period. No discussion. End of story. I know this is subjective, but (laughs) no arguments, right? Well, so wait, is this the, the new Battlefront 2? Or the original from it's 2005? Really no, it's the newer Battlefront. It's the reboot Yeah, I talked about it on the show probably six to ten months ago or whatever, but when I first played it. But I'm just doing that again, and oh, it's so much fun. Nice. How does it compare to the best Star Wars movie, like uh, Attack of the Clones? You know, like, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good Wait, question. This why idea. are you laughing? Everything is soft and smooth and... <laughs> <laughs> well, can't even keep a straight face while I'm <laughs> I hate sand <laughs> gets everywhere it's ironically the most quotable movie but just for the wrong wrong reason don't look at me like that like what like that it makes me uncomfortable sorry my lady <laughs> dude stop I dream about her every night Jar Jar alright stop <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. We don't I wanna... love that he can basically quote the whole movie. <laughs> Even though it sucked. Yeah. I can. That's the sad part. Uh, oh my gosh. Misa, you humble servant. Okay. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> oh, and you do a spot on Jar Jar oh, Big Fish. Anyone ever wondered? Yeah. Yeah, that was me. That was not a quote. Okay. Woo. <sighs> breathe, tears, breathe tears of joy. Breathe. And we digress. No. But the... <laughs> 
So that's how I'm celebrating Star Wars Day, really, Brian. How about you? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, ah, yes, it is better than Attack of the Clones. I think that actually a lot of the Endgame story on Star Wars The Old Republic is better than a lot of the new movies, even the prequels. It's incredible. Some of it is, yeah. 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 So first of all, I'd never played the, the new Battlefront 2. The, and by the mean new, I mean like recent years, but like five years ago. Yeah. The, I don't know why they did it that way. Battlefront one, battlefront two. Let's start over battlefront. Dear Lord. People. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so battlefront two from 2005. I love that game. It's like you can spawn rate people as Darth Maul. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I, I just realized some people have no idea what that term means. <laughs> That's terrible. When enemies spawn in the game, you just kill them instantly before they can do anything. That's it's called that. It's ter- horrible. How am I s- celebrating them? Well, I have some questions for both of you. That's how Ooh. I'm going to celebrate. All right. What is your favorite? Tell you what, l- let's do it this way. Which Star <laughs> I Wars? I think I already answered what my favorite movie was. So <laughs> Attack I'm- of the Clones. <laughs> you where you're going with this. I'm on the wrong foot already. <laughs> I hate sand. Um, which, which Star Wars movie or TV show would you want to watch? You can even throw in a game. You already mentioned Battlefront 2, the new one, mm-hmm. in honor of Star Wars Day. So I think you've, an- you've answered that. What Partly. about you, Miss Ice? What one would I want to watch? Attack of the Clones. Well, yeah, I mean, I usually just have it on repeat all day long. So <laughs> <laughs> I probably should choose something else. <laughs> I think... I dream about her every day. I think I, in this case, I would watch the last... Wait. Which which is the the most recent release of Star Wars? Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Just because I own, I've only seen it once in theaters. So okay, that would be there my watch. Okay, fair I enough. like that. What about you, Captain? Well, like Battlefront Two, and uh, I was thinking of maybe picking up Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, yes, uh, which is the newest one of the probably the newest Star Wars game, mm-hmm. and it's you know first first uh you know it's a single player, which I'm I adore. You know, I like to go on these single player adventures. That's why I'm so happy that Battlefront 2 had such a great single player campaign. Mm-hmm. Multiplayer on Battlefront 2, I won't touch it. It's awful. It's just the, the servers are just out of control. Yeah. But the campaign is really worth it if you're a Star Wars fan. Like I've said before, Jedi Fallen Order, I've heard lots of good things about it. I haven't played it yet. I don't really know. So I like those that. two things, Brian. Those two things. All right. I really like that. That's a good idea. I might go back and rewatch solo. I only ever saw that in the theater and I'd be interested to see it again. And also, and I, I'm sure some of you already know about this, but some of you don't, you remember the star Wars, the clone wars from the 2008, 2014, there were six seasons. Yep. Season seven is out right now, by the way, it's airing and I believe it wraps up on Monday for star Wars day. So I'm going to go watch season seven because I loved that series. Nice. So Sweet. I didn't realize they were still making those. I they it was came done. back. It, it was kind oh, of a surprise. Like, like okay. Hey, yeah, exactly. Well, it, but it wasn't a reboot. <laughs> it was like, here's more. Oh, okay. so same cool. characters. They keep going. Oh, I love it. I'm excited. So, yep. Yeah. And I love your Jedi fallen order and also the battlefront two campaign. Cause I never played that. So I, and it's on origin and I have origin. So, Hmm. Yeah. Battlefront two. I think you can get with the regular service fallen order is still too new. You have to buy it. Yeah, I'll probably hold off on that, but I will buy, I will get Battlefront 2 for free. Which nah. Star Wars character do you think you would most likely be friends with, Miss Ice? Oh, this is a good one. I needed more time to prepare. Captain? Uh, I want to say uh, Yoda because he reminds me of my grandpa, oh, my nice. late grandpa. Nice. Yeah. Definitely the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, I wouldn't ever have to talk. 
we could just ride in silence. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you'd get bored after a while and you want to talk and then he wouldn't want to talk to you and then you'd be like, okay, next. Yeah. Can you just shoot I something can, instead of talking? I can not talk the pants off of people. Yeah. It's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think okay. Brian can even attest to that. Yeah, that's true. I, I have annoyed you many, th- as I've been called <laughs> the introvert exhauster. <laughs> except except it works because I'm really good at ignoring people when I don't want to talk. So yeah. even if you're talking at me, I I can't actually hear you. I it, know. It works really well. It's great because I think you're listening <laughs> and it's great for you because exactly. you're actually not. So it works. Yeah, yeah. because I, I can do like the nonverbal cues, like nod and say the yeah. occasional. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, it's mm-hmm. fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> well, say, can you tell gosh, me more? Which character oh. would I want to be? Fr- you know, I, I was yeah. thinking that, of course, Yoda would be my first choice. But then I thought, probably Chewy. <laughs> I mean, who yeah. wouldn't want to have a Wookiee you know, as a friend? I don't. I would pick Chewy, except I don't want to learn a foreign language. Yeah, honestly, I don't. I don't, I don't have the. I wouldn't have the patience to learn Wookiee. But see, you could be like Miss Ice and just nod and smile and uh huh, uh huh, just like normal. Yeah, but then we wouldn't really. It's be kind friends. of maybe yeah. it would kind of be like talking to a baby. So my nephew has gotten to the point <laughs> where he can say ball, wheel, and no. Right. But everything else is and you kind of just have to make up what he's trying to say to you. And mostly I end up being right. So there you go. Maybe talking to a Wookiee is like talking to a small child. Well, you could respond. Is that really rude? (laughs) Well, I think Chewbacca would have something to say about that. But yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But you could just respond Peeved. in Wookiee whenever he's like, blah, 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 blah. you know, you could be idea. like, you know, you just do it. Yeah. And he'll be like, he'll probably get scared. He punches you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? I'm like, uh, uh. I, it could be good. Well, that was really good, Brian. All right, thank you. Hey, <laughs> if you had a mount, would you want a taunt? You can only have three of these. Or you can choose one of these three. Tauntaun, okay. Bantha, or a speeder. Speeder. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they don't have any of those in Attack of the Clones, do they? Uh, I'm trying to remember, and I mean, I remember a speeder. You know these guys. That was a Bantha Tuscan Raiders, the Sand People on Bantha. They're the ones that the the ones that like uh, disassembled the Mandalorian ship. Yeah, yeah. and they go. Oh yeah, I definitely want one of those. Okay, so you'd want you that want one of the Sand People. Yeah, I want a sand person. <laughs> I want a sand person. <laughs> Tauntauns. You remember those guys? Rabble, rabble, rabble. Yeah, yeah rabble, yeah. rabble. Those were the yeah. little mount, the two-legged mount thingies on Hoth, the ice planet. I would love a Tauntaun. Absolutely love, but I, I might have to go speeder on this one because they're so fast and awesome. I you know love why? the sand people, the Bantha <laughs> thing, because they're so slow and it looks like it's going to fall over, but it never does. <laughs> No matter how much crap you put in. Can you imagine? It's like there's a dude on a speeder, right? He's got a speeder. He's getting ready. And then like the sand people are chasing him. And this guy's running on the sand and the sand people are chasing. They jump on their Bantha and like the Bantha's like boom, boom, boom. And the guy's still running and it's boom. But then he finally gets on a speeder and he's like long gone. And the people that it's like, no, I'm sorry. The, yeah. the Banthas are just in. They don't make sense. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. They do, though. Because Even they're just fast power. enough that you can't catch up to them if you're on foot. I don't think so. I think they're too slow. They're big enough. Yeah, have you know. ever have you ever seen a bantha run, Brian? They don't. They don't run at all. They haven't. They no, run, that's not necessarily true. They, they haven't waddle. shown them running. Oh, good yeah, point. Exactly. So it's like if you've never seen a million dollars, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. 
Exactly. Or, yes. You know, and elephants, elephants, we never, you never see elephants running, uh, except yeah. if you watch some in depth jungle book. And then you'll see, then you'll yeah. see elephants running. They actually well, exactly. do run. It's like I've never seen a so. giraffe before, so I don't think they exist. Plus, if I had a bantha, I would just rig it up, you know, so I would be one injecting it with caffeine. Bantha. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Go and it's like, put a hemi in it. Trick out your bantha. <laughs> I really want someone to write a country music song about a bantha. Um, Just throwing that out there. I feel like that's probably been done. I bet you could Google that. Yeah, I could. Yeah. I could add it to my songs about trucks playlist. Okay, that's probably good. All right, you know, I just want to add, Brian. I think the reason. I mean, my my reasons are pretty pragmatic. I wouldn't want a bantha or a tauntaun because you have to feed them and house them, and I mean, yeah. If you had a speeder, depending on whether it runs on gas or some other kind of power source, I mean, unless it's like the apocalypse and gas goes bad or whatever, then you're out a speeder. But uh, I don't want to have to feed and house a bantha or a tauntaun. And they're so damn noisy and they smell really bad. Uh, Hello, bantha mobile home. You live in it. (laughs) You never have to leave. (laughs) You live in tauntauns and they smell really bad. (laughs) On the... Outside and inside. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Hey, speaking of that, light or dark side? That actually didn't make moon? any sense. Yes, Pink Floyd. I would say light or dark side of the force. Oh, I'll answer first. Light side. I can't. I just can't go evil. I can't. Okay. I've tried. I can't ever play an evil character in games. Yeah. Uh, it, it just. I just don't enjoy it. So light side. I went dark side on one of the characters, like evil, evil dark side in um, Star Wars The Old Republic. And oh, yeah. I felt terrible. It, it was like, I, I just couldn't do it. And so every time I play a Sith, I go light side, which really upsets, you know, your, your masters, but the dark side, <laughs> it's like every time you pick this horrible thing, he goes murder and mayhem await. And I'm like, this is horrible. I can't do this. <laughs> Although a Jedi that goes dark side is pretty funny. Just throwing that out. All right. Miss Ice. Like what funny, about you? Huh? Yeah. Like hilarious light or dark side. What would you be? Wow, this is a hard one. Not light side. <laughs> Not light side? Okay. Okay, so you go Not dark side. period. Life side. You <laughs> light would, side. You don't know the power of the dark. You know what I wish, though, is this is something they did not show in the movies, but apparently was part of the original storyline from George Lucas, that Luke, if you remember in the, was it, I think it was in Return of the Jedi, right? He force chokes Gamorrean guards in Jabba's palace when they first block him, he forced. I thought them. he, I thought he, it looked like he was forced choking them. But, but what happened was when they came out to confront him yeah. and he did his thing, they both backed up, they put their hands to their necks, but then they acted like they just went to sleep. No, they, like they, they I, I thought he put him to sleep. No, he was choking them. Oh, but, so, but they weren't going ah, ah, and they didn't, you know, they were, they were like, uh, and they were, yeah. But the point is, is that it, I mean, I don't know. What were that, they like? That could be, ah, yeah, that could be interpreted in many ways for the star Wars avid yeah. fans. But my point is, is that if that really was him force choking, that's a dark side move. And then, yeah. you know, so the story, I think went we really on. need to dedicate an entire podcast to that discussion. I know I'm serious. We really, <laughs> or not, but the story went on that he wrestled with the dark side and he was able to finally come to terms with it and say, okay, no, I'm choosing the light side. But as a result, he was able to utilize powers from both sides while still being light. Hmm. And that was yeah, kind of the not? unique story of it. And they never went that way, which sucked, but it was the original yeah. intention to me. That, that would be amazing, sense. but I would definitely still choose light. Absolutely. Now, yeah, um, lightsaber or a good old fashioned blaster by your side. 
Ooh, I'll go first. Blaster. Okay. I like ranged. I'm a ranged guy. I, I concur. Okay. Oh, yeah. I definitely. And, and, and specifically, Brian, a sniper, like a blaster rifle. Oh, yes. So I can hit people from really far away. That's yeah. what I'd prefer. Yeah. Well, nice. cool. See, I'm, I'm sorry, but when it comes to that, I'm full on melee. I love swords. So, you know, it's an elegant oh, we weapon. Know. Lightsaber. Yeah. Lightsaber, hands down. Um, how about this? The old Republic era, like the prequel era or the rebellion era. Definitely rebellion. Okay. For sure. I agree. This was a tough one for me. I really like both. I really loved the idea of the old Republic and like how the fact that there were so many Jedis around in the temple. And I just, I loved that. But at the same time, it was all corrupt. At least well, with the right. empire, everybody knew where they it's stood. All misleading. Exactly. So it's kind of like, I don't know. That's See, my one. reason is just that Lucas ruined the old Republic for me with the prequels. So mm. yeah, it's his fault. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Fa- that too. Favorite ship. That's a tough one. And it can be a general, like I like Star Destroyers. You're going to have to give me options because I'm not sure I can pull one out. <laughs> no, let's I mean, let's I know like the, the Millennium Falcon, the Millennium Falcon yeah. right? X-Wing, B-Wing, Y-Wing, Chicken Wing. Oh, I have one. <laughs> Chicken wing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My personal favorite would be the B wing, which just did not get enough screen time in, in the series at all. Agreed. So, yeah. It, but it was my favorite. That was my favorite starfighter in the old PC X wing games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The B wing expansion. That was like one of the first expansions That's I'd ever right. seen in a game. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't the first expansion, but it was one of them. And the B wing expansion to X wing. Yeah. That's awesome. Very fun. Well, as much as I love the Millennium Falcon, I I loved Lady Luck, which was Lando Calrissian's ship. That was a beautiful ship. In Solo, yeah. Yeah, well, that and also that was in one of the video games, and it was a very cool oh, recreation yeah. of it, so it's just a cool oh, ship. And then, was it in Solo? I forget I, then. I uh, think so, but I don't remember. See, that, again, I've only seen it once. I need to go back and rewatch it. I don't think it was, actually. I think he mentions it, but the design of the ship is awesome. And it's just luxurious and cool. But also, I loved the ghost from Star Wars Rebels. That was a neat ship and had a lot of character to it. So that's a good one. All right. Favorite uh, force wait, power. Wait, my turn. Oh, oh. oh right. I thought sure, you yeah. weren't going to. You, you oh. said Millennium Falcon. Okay, <laughs> fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to go with the invisible hand. <laughs> um, Is that the name of a Star Destroyer? Yes, it was, wasn't it? It was the name. Yeah, it was. Uh, I just remembered was, that. Palpatine's ship. Oh, yeah, that's right. I just chose a random one. <laughs> you looked it up. No, that's fine. I as soon as you up. said that, I'm like, wait a minute. I looked a up. Ship I found CNET's most powerful <laughs> spaceships ranked. <laughs> There's 42, that's awesome. and it's number five. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. Hey, well, now what's we know. number one. What's number one? I gotta know. What's number one on that list? The Falcon. No, what? the most. No, most powerful ships. Number yep. one is not the Falcon. No way. It says that it is. That's according a lie. To That's just dumb. Oh, that sorry. Is. I was wrong. It's, uh, it's the ship where Skywalker kills Count Dooku. What? What about the Death Star? Skywalker uh, kills Count Dooku in a ship. Yeah. That was the end of the Oh, 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 no um, way. That's not the most powerful. I mean, so that's weird well, maybe maybe the name of this article is wrong it's gonna <laughs> it say just, okay the 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 name of the article is the 41 most powerful star wars spaceships ranked oh, okay okay number one is han solo's millennium falcon 
Yeah, dumb. I think they meant best ships because, yeah, the most powerful ship would technically be Starkiller Base. Well, and then number two is an X-Wing fighter. Number yeah, three no. is the finalizer. Oh, yeah. See? Okay. They, they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, not even sort of. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite force power? This can be light or dark. Doesn't matter. You've already chosen the light side, but if you could use any force power, what would it be? Oh, that's easy for me. Captain yeah. Influence. Yeah. Uh, mind control. Jedi mind for trick. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I like that one 100%. too. How about you, Miss Ice? I really like their ability to be able to do all those really cool flips while they're fighting <laughs> run, with lightsabers. Run, run, jump. <laughs> so I'm going to choose that. <laughs> you know, I'll be your backpack. I'm <laughs> like the most experienced Star Wars. It's beautiful. This know, is hilarious. Podcaster ever. <laughs> I don't know what I would choose. I got to tell you, Force Lightning is pretty freaking cool. <laughs> you guys, I, yeah, I feel like you though. can be a light side Force user and use Lightning. I yeah. Just, I just don't see why not. You're not honestly. using it to kill people. You know, you're, exactly. You're well, just, no, well, know. You, you might be using it to suppress bad guys, right? Yeah. But, Ooh. yeah. but I love the telekinetic powers they have, whether it's like force push or pull or, you know, any of those, whether they can jump higher, run faster. Any of those things that the Jedi's do is pretty cool, but I'm with you. I love Jedi mind trick as well. Okay. And force choke is hilarious. No, it's nah, terrible. I don't like, like choking. No, no, Ryan, I would have thought you'd terrible. want to use like the breath control one in order to, you know, to get a handle on your palps. Mm, but that would be force meditation or force healing. See, I'm sure, telling right. you, these are all Jedi powers. <laughs> Whatever. It, it's all about Jedi powers. Oh, force whirlwind. What? Yeah, that's a great one, too. But it's not as powerful as you think. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's in a game. Like it should be. All right. The, vi- the last question here on Star Wars, and this is the most important one. On the topic of droids, to slave or not to slave? Ooh, mm. good question. Do we slave droids or not? Come on, this is easy. Never. Oh, that was the wrong uh, yes. answer. Yes, exactly. That's the right answer. <laughs> yes. Always, always make droids your slave. But be nice to them. Be nice <laughs> to your no. slaves. <laughs> your droid slaves. I'm totally kidding. I did, There was a weird episode about droid empowerment and how they were all breaking, or maybe that was in uh no, it, it was that an episode was in, in a comic. And I was just like, that's so weird. However, I totally hated when droids were slaves. That was like, I don't know. Something about that always just really <clears throat> made me cringe. Well, it depends on how much personality a given droid has. I mean, if it's that, if it's one of those droids walking around going gold, gold, yeah, gold, like gonk droid, gold, yeah, yep. or or the little mouse droids. I mean, yeah, yeah they're slaves. They're they're tools. Let's put this in perspective. Would you ever enslave a house elf? No, yes. never. Ha- heck, yes, I would. I would. Dobby ask a has house no elf. master. And hanging up. Totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, I would never ask a house elf to be my servant, but I would never enslave. Oh, I would never see one. Of, I would ask a house elf to be my friend. One of my favorite scenes ever no, they in the Harry Potter movies. No, nah, man. One of my favorite scenes ever in the Harry Potter movies is when Harry Potter gives Dobby his freedom. That was like, oh, so yeah. Besides Dobby was on the real Brian show as a free elf, dude. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. remember. Yep. That was a good episode. So some of you are like, no, he wasn't. I'm like, uh, yes, he was. Go back to the very beginning of the show and check it out. Well, there you go. There's our little Star Wars Day questions I had to ask. I was 
That was a lot of fun, dude. I wish there were more yeah. more Star Wars days in the year so we could do that more often. Well, maybe I'll come As up with... As the leading authority on all things <laughs> Star Wars, I think that it was adequate for as far as questions go, but I really expect you for you to challenge me next time. Okay, I will. I'm just telling you that now. Well, here's what I'm thinking because that was a lot of fun and that literally came off the cuff. So I will do that for like other things. Maybe like we'll have Excellent. National Donut Day questions mm. oh you know. dude I please mean, give me air a fryer Wait, or oven. isn't national Weeks donut day like that. this week isn't it may 7th better not be oh my gosh i think so i think it's coming i'll have to look that up yeah please oh my gosh i'm so excited well i never buy donuts and i will if you say that so miss <sighs> ice what have you been up to huh? since you were last on because i mean yeah. you know we, we got to hear about you too dudes so literally like the week after we podcasted together last time. Yeah. My brother decided that they were going to move up their wedding. <laughs> oh, so Wait. he was supposed to be getting married at the end of May, which how everything in the wedding industry has gone at this point was not going to happen. Oh you know, yeah. With COVID with the backups of everything. And then just people's reluctance to be in large groups, you know, yeah. they were very clear that, you know, the original date is just not going to happen. So they needed to do something. But then they decided to move it way up and it <laughs> ended up happening two weekends ago. Whoa. And I, I didn't get to be there. My sister didn't get to be there. My mom was the only one from my family there. But it was a really small wedding. They live streamed it. Oh, cool. And <laughs> so, I mean, we still got to witness it and all of that. Nice. It was a little sad, was, but at the same yeah. time, so cool that we still have the, or we have the technology to be able to be a part of it. And, you know, and then at the same time, like all of these different people from around the country, because my family is spread on both coasts, all these people who would not have been able to make it for the May wedding were able to take part of it. Oh, so neat. that's really cool. So I, yeah, that's awesome. But I mean, sad, so you're right, but it's awesome. It was, yeah. Very sad. I mean, like, obviously it's my brother and my, my widow bottle yeah, and widow I brother. wanted to be there, but we're going to, th we're going to throw a big party for them once all this COVID nonsense is, you know, on the up and up. But, um, the funny part about this is that because we knew that the wedding was coming and we weren't going to be a part of it, me and all of the other people in my family who are quarantining separately, decorated our cars and, <laughs> and had a parade going down the street in front of my mom's house where my brother was living. And, <laughs> and we just had like a, I don't know, it was just really funny. There was like five, six cars in our parade and <laughs> we, all of the neighbors came out and watched us as we came wow. down the road and it was super cool. And That's I feel, awesome. I think that they were super blessed by that. And it was the closest we could get to actually throwing them any sort of pre-wedding party. So Nice. Very fun. That's great. Yeah. Or reception. Yeah. Or yeah. Or yeah. Reception. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So well, cool. <laughs> well, that was so a I, cool story, bro. I, that, yeah. You know, but I've, I've heard so many stories from, especially my coworkers who are on the East coast specifically in NYC who, you know, every sort of parade has been banned. And uh, so really? I was really cars. expecting to be arrested or have the cops called on us, but we, <laughs> We skated through. We <laughs> everything was fine. Probably because, of course, you know, Minnesotans are way too nice to be able to even call the police on something. Like don't that. you know? Don't you know? Yeah, sure. I don't know. But that kind of sucks to me. I know. Being arrested it's, is one of the many joys in life. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. But at yeah. least you got to have a parade. I mean, that's at least yes. half the fun, right there. 
Exactly. No, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, I found all the spare cardboard and happy wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like write it in, cross out, you know, happy birthday yeah. and write it wedding. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Nope. Well, I'm glad you didn't get arrested and I'm glad you got to celebrate and Thanks. tell your yeah. bro congrats. I shall. Yeah. Thank so you. tell us really quickly, any updates on your book? Ah, nothing really. Uh, oh. The unfortunate part is just that it's going really slow. I can't really tell if this is like the normal pace for the editor that I'm working with or if there's other things going on. We had set a really slow pace right out of the gate and it's maybe marginally picking up, but it's taken me a long time to get to this point of just peace about it where I know that if I want this, like if if I want my first novel... To be good and not just a crapshoot, you know, right? I need to spend time on it. So I'm as hard as it is for me to work this slow. I'm just kind of trusting the process, and I really like the woman I'm I'm working with on it. So the the editor that I'm working with, she's very good at what she does, and she is in high demand. So I like what she brings out of me. I like how my book is coming along. It's just very slow. So yeah, yeah. it's very hard to what. I'm sorry. Do you think we'll be able to read it this time next year? I have no idea. <laughs> do you think we're going right. to be able to read it? I have no idea. <laughs> no. Dang oh, it. Wait, wait, wait. It will be legible if that's what you're asking. Okay, good. That's all that matters. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I know that it'll get done. I just can't even imagine at the pace we're going when that's going to happen. So I'm trying. The more I think about it, the harder it is to really stay calm about it. So I'm, I'm trying not to dwell on it and just, mm. you know, like I said, trust the process, but it's, it's very hard to, I don't know. I think all of my motivation for it came at a very strange time. Like I got over the, the insecurities about putting myself out there and mm. of just taking this step. But then all of a sudden I was just imbued with the confidence that I needed to actually do this. And mm-hmm. now that I'm ready to like rush full on, full bore into this, I'm being held back by something completely out of my control. Yeah. So there's a lot of learnings in here that I'm really trying to process and understand as I go along and and trying to use some of this time to look ahead and, and try to plan for the future. But okay. at the same time, I don't have anything tangible, which is probably the hardest part. You know, it's interesting seeing the process though, because I think a lot of times, you know, you hear the end story and you don't actually know what Hmm. people go through, you know, to get to this point. You know, the only thing I'd say is you're right. Trust the process. They may be, I, and who knows how long it takes to edit a book. I assume it's very tedious, not tedious. Well, it's, it would be tedious for me. It's probably an incredible amount of very detailed work that takes a long time, but there's nothing wrong with you kind of saying, Hey, what's up? Like, just give me some status updates so I can, you know, keep on top of it. I need to know kind of when to market this and, you know, use those terms. You never know because then they'll be like, oh, well, you know, here's where I'm at. And that way, you know, at least because, yeah, what if they're just screwing around and not even working on it? Well, and that's kind of the thing. So I'm I'm doing the hybrid publishing, right? So I I mean, you pay a lump sum for a certain type of service. I mean, other than a vague deadline, there's nothing really holding any particular party to something until the things that can't be held back begin. You know, the Mm. things that Mm. actually have a a less, uh, I 
want to say loosey goosey, but I mean, like this is yeah. the very loosey goosey part of the process. Sure. So as I have done that to a certain extent, I also, I fear for, <laughs> I don't know how much about this I should be talking about, but <laughs> I mean, like I want to be respectful. I think that's the biggest thing. Like I, I want to respect her time and her process while still also looking for ways to make this go a little bit faster. So sure. I'm still trying to find those healthy waypoints, but uh, I just haven't really discovered what that is yet. I, okay. See, and I just feel like editors and producers should have some type of turnaround in there. Like I do X amount in this time. Cause you know, I yeah. have to, and I mean, I'm editing podcasts and stuff, I but know. it's like, you know, I, I have to tell them because otherwise they're like, well, what's how, you know? Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, think it's more communication. Right. And I, and I think that's where this, the hybrid publishing route that I chose just has less of structure. Structure. Yeah. Yeah. There, okay. It's a bunch of freelancers who do this because they're passionate about it, but also because <laughs> I'm, I don't know. So like, because inside of that, you kind of just do what you can do in the amount of time that it takes to do it. Whereas mm. I come from a corporate world of agile programming, yeah. right? Where we have like tasks that we complete every day that build up toward larger stories, which we complete test and roll out so that features can be updated on our software for, you know, every three to four weeks. So I am used to working at breakneck speeds Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and turning out mostly good quality code, but also code that could be. And I think this is where it really gets me because I see like if somebody had given me more time on that piece of code, it could have been more performant. It could have been a lot prettier and far fewer bugs, but because I'm not given that kind of time, it does have holes in it and we do end up having to iterate on it more. So I'm kind of trying to take that mentality and put it on this and be like, okay, so this is like a scenario where somebody's actually giving me more time to write my code. <laughs> and so am I going to take advantage of that and do this the best that I could possibly do it? Or am I going to rush it and see the end result of it, which is, you know, a prod environment that is mostly stable, but has a couple holes in it where... You know, you don't want people like they're using the site and it's so great and it's doing everything you wanted to do. And then you, you try to do one thing and the whole thing breaks. And you're like, yeah, mm, what, yeah. what just happened? Yeah. You know, and I do not want that for my novel. So oh, I'm course. trying, you know, to compare it that way and be like, okay, I have a really unique opportunity here to slow down, take it seriously and do it right. But then at the same time, you don't, you want, you don't want to take the risk of overthinking it. And Absolutely. Over-belaboring it. Yeah. I don't think I'm at that point. It's just too slow to actually have any momentum. It's just it's not right. overthinking it. So yeah. it's it's a really weird. I don't know if that made any sense. But. Oh yeah, well, no, it makes sense. What I really liked about what you just said, Emily, was is uh, the word performant. I've never heard that before, and I think I'm going to incorporate that in my vocabulary from now on. <laughs> Excellent. We use it basically on a daily basis in the conference <laughs> <That's> awesome. world. <laughs> so, sweetheart, was I performant last night? <laughs> No. Okay. I'll keep working on it. <laughs> All right. Well, you performed. You certainly did. But I wasn't performant. But whether you were performant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I talked about this quite some time ago was the movie code eight. And I said, I want to see it. It's finally out. I'm going to have to check it out now. Well, now it's available. I think it's even on Netflix. So everybody's like, Oh, it's on my list now. And I've been, I've been hearing that a lot saying, I want to watch Code 8. You know, I've been so excited about this. 
we heard about this back in 2015 or 16, I think is when the whole project started. Mm-hmm. And it was a project from Stephen Amell, AKA Oliver Queen, the arrow, you know, and mm. Robbie Amell, his cousin and Robbie's been on a bunch of stuff too. He was the original firestorm. And also he was in tomorrow people. Anyway, um, we got so excited because they played this preview for us at one of the heroes and villains fan fests. And I was like, this looks awesome. I can't wait. And everybody was excited. And then they were like doing a Kickstarter or GoFundMe project. I think is what it was. What was it? Kickstarter. I can't remember which one it was actually. Okay. But it was a it project might have been like an Indiegogo. You're right. It could have been. Yeah. Something like that where it's like back the project. We'll get it done. And yeah. We'll Indiegogo. Okay. And that was, it just came out. I think what the beginning of this year, I think is when it was. So you backed it though. I did back it. Okay. I got a sweatshirt out of it. Nice. Is it a cool sweatshirt? Do you? Nice. I wear it for working out. It's not the greatest quality sweatshirt, but it's oh, cool. that's too bad. Well, were you excited cool. to watch the movie too? I was very excited. Okay. So I think our hopes were high. What did you I think? I think partly I was excited because I just wanted to see what these two guys could do together. Yeah. They're decent actors. I think mm-hmm. Stephen Amell is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Robbie in enough to know that, you know, he's whatever. But anyway, I wanted to see what they could do. So that's mm-hmm. why I was excited for it. I found the movie riddled with tropes from beginning to end mm. and not a whole lot of uniqueness in it. Yeah. So it wasn't bad. It was a, it was a decent story and the, the main character's arc was very engaging, but there was nothing really new about no. it. Yeah. It felt recycled to me. Dang. It was, that was okay. an anticlimactic movie review guys. Good well, job. No, it's, it's no, but that's the thing. A lot of people are like, Oh, should I watch it or not? I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't actually really like it. I didn't. Oh, hate you didn't. It. Okay. Well, it, you know, there are movies that I'm like, okay, that movie upset me or that movie bothered me or I will never watch that movie again. Code eight wasn't one of those. It, mm-hmm. it was one of those that I like, I watched it and I was kind of like kind of bored. And then I was like, okay, well, I don't know, maybe it'll get better. And, and it was really depressing at times, you know, kind of the stuff that um, Robbie's character goes through with his mom and stuff. Right. And it was a little bit too much of that. And I don't know. And then like, I just kind of never felt like it really ever took off and it never really gave us a good ending kind of, it's just kind of a, eh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I felt my, you know, it took me quite a few tries to get through the movie. And by the time I finished it, I thought, well, I'm glad I watched it. It wasn't great by any means and it wasn't terrible by any means, but I just kind of felt like, yeah, I could have missed that and not missed it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it was, yeah. eh, it was meh to me. I mean, and, I, yeah. I'm super impressed that they, made this movie on the budget of their backers. Agreed. So like, you know, so it was an Indiegogo funded project and they, they stayed within budget. I'm pretty sure to make the movie. Mm, so anybody yeah. who starred in it or worked on it, you know, it all had to come from that. I think it was two and a half mil that they got for it from backers. So when they ran out of money, you just didn't get paid. <laughs> well, and that's the irony is that the quality was fantastic. Oh, yes. The, yeah. They have, uh, I can't remember what their police force was called, but they have like completely robotic police force and it was really well done. Yeah. It felt so. Real. Yeah. CGI and the cinematography and the action scenes and everything mm-hmm. were top notch. Yeah. It was yeah. phenomenal. The, yeah. So other than like, but, but the fabric of yeah. the movie lacked a certain uh, newness. 
Okay. You're, you're right. I mean, there really was nothing new about it, but also I, I even felt the story kind of felt empty to me. And even though there was a story, it just kind of felt like, huh? Like well, after, actually, I, don't know. I think it just took way too long for them to reveal just how good of a guy the main character is. He is at his core. He wants to do the right thing, but he's surrounded by a situation. He's in an impossible situation. True. Right. True. And so they didn't draw that out of him enough in order to for you to really get on his side from the beginning. Like you kind of don't want him to succeed throughout the entire thing until you realize that his heart is in it for the right reasons. Yeah, that's true. Well, okay. So that's a good point because I feel like the intention of the movie was actually really cool. And the premise of the movie was awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually really liked that. There were, there was a lot to like, but it just didn't feel like it delivered. Yeah. And maybe that's what it is. Is like it, it built up like, Ooh, this is going to be great. And then it kind of didn't actually yeah, happen. Kind of fizzled. Yeah. Now, why am I saying this? Because, I just, you know, is it worth, is it worth watching? Sure. If you have time and it's something you really want to watch, then by all means do it. Don't get your expectations up and maybe you'll like it. I think our yeah. expectations, mine were high. I had really high expectations because of the preview and everything that Steven and Robbie were telling us at Heroes and Villains. Mm-hmm. That's probably why I was like, dude, this is going to be amazing. And I think because of that, I was a little disappointed, but at the same time, you know, it's not bad. It's worth watching. There yeah. are worse movies that I've seen. <laughs> oh, for reals. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I just wanted to throw there that up go. and talk about yeah. it. I'm glad you get to see it. And though. I would say, I would say like on, if if you're a fan of Robbie and Steven Amell, absolutely watch it. Yeah. I think everybody's going to have a very different perspective going into this. For sure. And I mean, you and I are among the most critical when it comes to science fiction movies. And yeah. <laughs> we like some of our favorite things are industries or mammoths that, you know, no other science fiction can even touch with a 10 foot pole when it comes to just profoundness. So we are, our expectations are, sorry, are way skewed, but at the same time, you know, we can, we can, I can still appreciate any science fiction movie, which I would call this any science fiction movie. I can appreciate it even if I have a lot of criticism. Okay. So like, do you remember the movie clock stoppers? Mm -mm. Did you ever see that? It was a never heard of it. Super cheesy movie from, uh, I think it was early two thousands, but Jonathan Frakes, AKA Will Riker from Star Trek, the next generation. He wrote and directed it. It's a super cheesy movie. It's nothing brilliant or mind blowing or, you know, incredible. Like you just explained Miss Ice. But I really enjoyed that movie. And to this day, even though it's a little dated now, I still really like that movie because the premise was really cool and they really did a good job pulling it together. So it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be the most profound and brilliant sci-fi movie ever. It can be lower budget. It can be whatever, but it's like, you know, you've got to deliver on whatever it is you're telling the story of regardless. Yeah. Like I've heard and I've never seen it yet. Primer, the movie Primer. Oh, yes. See, I've heard it's a genius movie, but it's like super, super low budget and very different. But I've heard it was genius sci-fi and I've never One seen One of my all-time favorite movies, not even kidding you. Yeah. It makes your brain just go... See? Like the Matrix? Well, that was genius too, though. The original was <laughs> Completely genius. Completely different kind of genius. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the kind of time travel movie that you never knew you needed and oh. i'm not saying wanted i'm saying needed hmm. i have to watch we it should 
Let, next time I'm on, you guys need to watch Primer and we can talk about it. Okay. It's okay. an old okay. one. I mean, in terms of release, but every time I watch it, I still find it completely relevant. Okay, we're watching. Done. It. That's my homework. Yeah. Okay, we're going to okay. watch it. We're going to talk about it the next time you're on in, in three weeks. Okay, perfect. Primer. Do it. Primer. Done. Primer. Do it. I love it. All right. Well, Miss Ice, thank you. This has been a lot of fun. It has been fun. Thanks I for having me back. Of course. I'm so glad you came back and now we'll have you back in three. Do you know how many people are like, oh, I just love when Miss Ice is on? One. I'm not kidding. No, it's it's a lot. <laughs> Tony's mom. <laughs> I was going to say Fred's mom. What about yeah. my mom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it is amazing how many people that contact me and say, I love when Miss Ice is on. So oh, that's very sweet. I do not enjoy it, but I, I know everyone else does. So yeah, it's like a good enema. You know, you don't, you yeah. don't enjoy it when it's <laughs> happening, but you really need it sometimes. Just getting colonic. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. I wonder if Jack Handy will ever try to sue us for using the Deep Thoughts segment name. I guess we could start calling it Less Than Shallow Thoughts. Either way, I'm going to just point at Brian and run. You know what the music means. Uh, Let's get out of here. Hurry up before he sues us. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late. Oh, no. All right. Well, thank you both again. This was a lot of fun. Please go to the show notes. I think I might have to include some of those and we'll write down primer and all that so you don't forget about that. But realbrianshow.com slash 225. In the meantime, we'll see you Monday. Oh, please join us. Have a great weekend. The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.